Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Win at Work podcast. You're with your host, Julian Leahy. And today I'm joined by the wonderful Andrea Hubbard in Milwaukee. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you. Good to be here. And um, Andrea does some fantastic things, which I am interested in, which is uh, she does a lot of copywriting, but also helps artists get media coverage. And um, if you're if you're out there and maybe you're a, you know, a musician or an artist of, of any type, as I was mentioning to Andrea, it's very different headspace being creative to versus how do I actually get people to notice what I'm doing? How do I get media coverage? Can you tell us, Andrea, what is the main frustration that these people are having and the reason that they come to you? Um, it's exactly that, right? You have a great thing that you're putting out into the world, whether it be music or art or some sort of a craft or you're a, write, a copywriter like me, you're a writer or you're an author, whatever it might be that you're putting out into the world, you want people to um, to know about it and to benefit from it, right? That's why you create it. And um, oftentimes when you work with the media, as long as there is a great alignment, which we'll talk about, um, that could be a great way for you to help introduce your offering to more people. And Absolutely. that's what people come to me for, is to help open those doors to get into um you know a different audience space to get more um eyes and ears on their materials and uh, i was just wondering what is the main kind of ideal prospect i mean are you dealing with individual artists or do do like companies come to you or is it just the individuals it's both um i deal with individual artists i deal with nonprofits that support artists um and i and i do have some non-creative quote-unquote creative clients as well people who aren't makers they're not creators in that way small businesses so and what is the process to if i'm just say i've got something maybe you know it might be a musical release or even just say i've written a book for example and i'm like okay well i've done all this work what do i do now can you just give me an idea of what sort of strategy you would you would undertake where you would be trying to um, get me noticed? Yes. So, you know, there's no magic pill here. There, There's five things that, you know, I do and you can do yourself. Now, of course, the difference is I've been doing it for 20 plus years. You might be just getting started. So it might be a little bit more time intensive or a little bit more frustrating to figure, figure them out. But the steps are the steps, right? There's And there's five main ones that I would recommend. Um, and before I get into the first one, cliffhanger, <laughs> before I get into the first one, I do need to say that um, whenever you undertake any sort of media relations, um, it's really not about you. It's not about your product. It's not about your service. What you're really offering is the benefit of you, your product, your service to that media outlet's audience, because that's what they care about is how are they going to put something of value in front of their audience. So that's always the, the top um, frame of mind that you need to be in is this audience needs to hear about this because of this reason. So. Yes, that's kind of the secret ninja trick for just about <laughs> everything is that you can't lead with really what you want to lead with. You need to lead with 
value and you need to give people a reason to pay attention and then they kind of incidentally will check out what you're doing is that kind of the gist of what you're saying um no you can be a little more um assertive i guess mm. yeah then you know then social media like the difference is social media you're right you're more passive right you're more i'm putting out this information and you know people dig it or they don't and if they dig it they're going to want more and they're going to look into me all those things right when you're working with media you can be more more active right and you let them know why their audience is going to want to hear about what you have to offer so you're not really kind of back it's you're not it's not like you're backdooring or being passive but it, it is though that you realize what their audience wants and that you have it because these people are looking for content aren't they and they they know so you need to sort of understand that and show that you something they can use and put out there so can you give us an example of how you would identify to these people that um, you've got something, you know, that is for their audience. Okay, so that's like step number three. You just oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Let's just continue on in the natural order of things. Um, and that's fine if you want to. But step number one is to create a media wish list, and what I mean by that is. You know, there are all sorts of publications and I'm using media in the generic term, but it could be, you know, traditional media like TV and, and newspapers and magazines. And um, it could be digital media like blogs and podcasts and things like that. It could be trade media, so industry related things, or it could also be um I guess, local, local versus national when it comes to traditional, right? So there's all these different places that you could approach, but you can't do it all at once and you shouldn't do them all at once. You really should have a list in priority order of where you want to approach because you know that the alignment between their audience and your audience or your offering is is the same, is, is, is um, good. So then you just create a list, right? And it could be 50 places, but you're only going to approach the first five. And that's really, really important is because to be effective at outreach, it takes time. It takes time to craft the right message that you're going to send to them, which is another step that we'll get to. It takes time to figure out who you're going to send it to. It takes time to build the right relationships. It takes time to do all of the follow-up. So you can't be pitching 50 at one time. It's very much, uh, you know, a process and um, not blasting it out to everyone. Yeah, right. So the step is create the wish list, prioritize it, and then get started with the second step, which is building real relationships. So we have to remember that, and I'm using journalists generically, but, but I mean a journalist, a reporter, an editor, a producer, a podcast host, et cetera. But I'll just say journalists. They are real people. Julian, you are a real person, right? And so people need to take the time to get to know you and understand what you like and, and what you talk about and who you're serving from an audience perspective and what's going to resonate with them. 
because it does you no good. It just like it does any doesn't do any other journalist any good to just be bombarded with information that you're never going to be able to take action on. You're never going to be able to bring onto your shelf, for instance. So uh, helps to have the relationships formed, which I guess where your experience would really come into it, where you know these people, you know them quite well, you know what they need. Um, so uh, going it out alone versus finding someone with those relationships might be another key consideration. Exactly. Or somebody who knows how to build the relationships that you need. Right. So if if it's a if it's an area that I've not worked in before, like, you know, aerospace, <laughs> um, at, at least I know how to figure out who to build the relationship with and how to get started. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what's the next step, Andrea? Yeah, the next step is to get your house in order. And this is what you were talking about. This is where you really need to start, you know, clarifying what your message is, getting clear on what it is that you have to offer that media outlet before you even approach them, um, getting all of the right materials together because each type of publication and um, TV show, radio show, they all need different types of assets from you, right? It does you no good to be on a radio show and only have physical things that people need to see in order to understand what you're talking about. So you got to get all of that together before you make your pitch, because if you make a pitch and someone says, yeah, that's great. I want to cover that. You got to be ready to go. Definitely. So, so you need, need to prepare, get all your homework done, create pieces of content for each of the types of media that you're anticipating possibly being on. That's a uh, very good advice. Uh, and so there's a bit of work to be done, isn't there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then the fourth step is, okay, now what's the hook? You know, what is it that's going to entice this person to reach out to you and ask for more information that, and, and this is going to sound so counterintuitive to people, especially who are just getting started with media outreach or publicity. That's the goal. The goal is to get them to contact you, to respond to you, to get more information. The goal is not to send them everything all at once in hopes that they do something with it because nine times out of 10, they won't. So the, the most important thing you can do is figure out what the right hook is, what's going to be enticing to them and what's going to get them to say, I want to hear more. Yeah. So this is very much like, is it, a bit of curiosity helps here um, and just show that you're doing something a little bit different. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we don't want to be um, too vague that they don't understand what we're talking about. We don't want to be too clever in that they miss the point. We don't, you know, we don't want to do any of that stuff, but we don't want to give away everything and make ourselves obsolete because then, you know, they could run a story that you might give them a great idea, right? You might say, you know, there's a great story about, um, you know, the creative community in Milwaukee and all of the work that nonprofits are doing to make sure that creatives are, you know, able to survive, right? Like, let's just say that's the story. And you list out all of these different organizations and you list out all of the things that they're doing okay, great. The reporter doesn't need you anymore. They could write the story based on everything that you've just shared, which could be okay. 
Um, but if you wanted to be a part of that coverage, if you are um, one of the organizations that's doing something, then you want them to call you to get your story. And then you can talk about maybe two or three other organizations that they might want to reach out to. Can you give me an idea of how you would sort of make yourself so important that you uh, have to be, you know, they will reach out and, and, and talk to you rather than just use the idea and create a story? Yeah, it could be something like, you know, maybe the subject line, if you're doing it by email, is five creative arts organizations um, ensure 100 artists are able to survive COVID. Okay, maybe that's that's the hook, right? That's going to get them to open because, oh my gosh, that's 100 artists, that's 100 individuals that five organizations are supporting. How in the world are they doing that, right? So then you know, the, maybe the beginning of your pitch is um, talking about that, talking about who the five organizations are, of course, yourself being one of them and um, what you've done. So maybe what you did was you um, went to your, 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 um, your donors and, and your patrons, and you did a special fundraiser with monies to set aside specifically for the artists that are part of your community. So that that present um, that present uh, are put on shows in your venue or um, have exhibitions in your gallery or whatever it might be, right? Like maybe that's what you did. I'm totally making this up on the, on the spot, but you know, you would start your your pitch by talking about you know three galleries and two museums partnered um two three galleries and two museums leveraged the benevolence of their members in order to raise fifty thousand dollars to support 100 artists and um you know we did it in six months and we all worked together and we distributed the funds and whatever right so you're not giving all of the details but you're giving enough to say wow how did they do that i want to know more this is a great story awesome and a lot of what andrew is talking about is uh is that kind of surface level attention where you've got to have that little bit of sizzle to it and andrew is talking about what i call head headline formulas where um you know you know, th th do this with, with five easy steps or how we did this, X, Y, Z. And, um, you know, this is all part of copywriting and Andrea is using it in her outreach to these media outlets. Uh, so some very uh, good techniques that you need to learn um, or you need to get somebody who knows how to do it because if you're not able to get that surface level attention, they're not even going to click and look and see and get more information and that's really all you want to do with your headlines and things like that so uh, that's very interesting to me andrea and what's the next step is this how many steps are we up to so, <laughs> the first step was to make your media wish list who do you want to approach the second step was to figure out who at those outlets that would be the right person for you and start building those relationships the third step then is to get your house in order figure out what your message is what assets are you going to include um, for each outlet the, the fourth one is the one we just talked about which is getting that newsworthy hook um thinking outside of the box making it re relevant and relatable and then the fifth one is to show them your special sauce right so you know Every powerful pitch includes what makes you different, what makes you unique, 
how do you relate to their, how do you and your product or services relate to their audience? Um, and so you focus on that benefit to, to the audience in the fifth step. You show them why you're special and why um, you have something that their audience is going to want, either being you, you know, your information, your expertise, or your product or your service. Wonderful. Yeah, the special sauce. I, I call that the unique selling proposition, you know, how you do something different, how you're standing out, why uh, people need to actually see what you're doing because it's different and it's speaking to the people that you want to speak to and all of that good stuff. Um, Andrea really knows what she's doing with this and has, well, you've been doing it for 20 years, you said, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. So um, which are the people that need to have a chat with you? We're talking about artists, musicians, and is it just in Milwaukee or is it, I mean, are you doing USA wide? Are you got any international customers? Um, just us for now. <laughs> um, and you know, and that's a really great, uh, point. It's, I don't work just local. However, you know, of course the, the, the tighter the relationship is, the, the more you have, you know, you're in that person's, um, area of access, right? Sphere of influence, whatever the right way to say that is. So, um, when you're thinking about your media outreach, you want to think about starting locally and then going regionally and then going nationally. And you do that for a couple different reasons. The first one is you probably know more of the media locally, um, especially if you've been doing your craft for any number of years. So it'll be easier to build those relationships that you might not have or to strengthen the relationships that you do have and then to make a pitch. Um, but the second reason is just like, you know, just like you and me and everybody who's listening to this, you know, we want to make sure that we get the, the biggest stage possible for our message. And that's the same with media outlets. And so if you start with the local and you're able to help them bring a local spin on a national story, that's going to look great for you. It's going to look great for them because now the NBC affiliate in Milwaukee might have an opportunity to be part of a story for NBC's nightly news, right? So, so that's why you want to think about it again, what the wish list is, the prioritization, small, medium, large kind of thing. That makes sense. And, and the local people are looking for local stories first. So that's kind of easier access. And then from there, uh, you know, it, it's a bit easy when you've already got a bit of coverage to get the attention of maybe exactly. the national. Yeah, exactly what you said. So uh, if people, you know, are looking to get some help with this, um, if you want to get into the media, uh, have a chat to Andrea. So hubandcompany.com. And, and how do you work it? Do people, uh, do you have a phone number? or do you, you have a strategy call, I think, don't you? I do. I have a call. Yeah. So if they go to the website and I have a whole page on working together and the, the details on how to um, schedule, I have two offerings when it comes to PR. I have the, um, the, the done for you service. And then I have um, a PR power hour, which is if you want to want to do it yourself, you want to figure out if you have something to publicize, you know, I'll spend an hour with you and help you kind of figure out the best plan of attack for you. So sounds like wonderful. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Andrea. I love talking about this type of thing and uh, some helpful tips for people. And I think if people, uh, especially if you're in Milwaukee, I think you'd have to be, it's a no brainer to give Andrea a call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
No worries. Well, thanks for watching and listening, everyone, and I'll see you very soon on another episode.